Today's share in Mishnabura Yomi is Daf Pehe Omud Aleph in the second volume of Mishnabura, and we're going to finish Amir Tzashem Simon Kuf Pei and start Kuf Pei Aleph. So let us begin at the very top with the Machaber Siv Dalad. We were speaking about leaving bread on the table. We're talking about yesterday the importance of making sure that that bread doesn't get wet. And we said that you're allowed to get rid of the crumbs from the table. So the Mechabah here tells us that then, even though it is perfectly permissible to throw away the crumbs on the table, one doesn't have to be concerned about saving them. Nevertheless, if one treats bread disrespectfully, even the crumbs, that's difficult for that person for poverty. That person, is showing he doesn't care about bread, so if you don't care about bread, I won't care about your bread. And therefore, a person should be very careful with how he cleans off the table, as we'll see in a moment, certainly with larger pieces of bread. And the Mishnah Brewery in Sivkot and Yud says the to step on them and not care at all about the crumbs of bread. So that's a bizoyon, that's a terrible disparagement to the bread over here, and therefore that is what we're referring to. But to throw the bread into a river, or or to throw them away in some way that they're going to be lost, that's not a problem. You don't have to be concerned about that. Since these are small crumbs, they're less than a kezayis, they don't have a certain chashivas to them, and the person is allowed to get rid of them. However, if you gather all the crumbs together, you actually have now a kezayis worth of all the crumbs, so there there are those who bring down the name of the Shari Tshuva, and the Birke Yosef, and the Shari Tzion, that are makbid, if there's a large amount of crumbs, to be careful with how one disposes of them here as well. One should dispose of them in a proper way. How do we define a proper way? So, dear Shavut number six says, Lezorkum lepachlash, but to throw the way to garbage pail. So, Pincha Scheinberg in the Chidushe Basra brings down, That's also not just to throw them in the garbage, to toss them right away into the garbage. That's worse than throwing them into a river. And he says, therefore, They want you to put them in a bag. You put them away in a plastic bag. You're throwing away pieces of challah, pieces of bread, to throw them away in a plastic bag rather than just tossing them into the garbage pail. And he says, this is also the opinion of Rav Yashiv in regards to Shiari Michael, any food that you left over that's edible to be eaten, and you're throwing it away, for whatever the reason, you should put it away nicely. Because otherwise, it's as if you're destroying it with your hands, which isn't proper. In royal one shouldn't just throw them into the garbage pail unless you have uh, wrapped them up in some way. He further adds that when you go and wrap up these little pieces of bread before you throw them away, Rav Yashiv, as well as Rav Pinchas Scheinberg, as well as Rav Fisher, they all bring down, Afilu chatichos begodel kezayis, efshel uzork even if you have large pieces of bread, you know, nobody's going to eat that bread anymore, it's getting a little bit hard, so you're allowed to throw it away in the bag, even if it's larger than a kezayis. And he says, if you can at all possibly give these crumbs or these pieces to an animal, so Pinchas Scheinberg says, it's better to give them to an animal, to a pet, rather than to throw away in the garbage, even in a bag. Bottom line is, one should treat this food with tremendous respect. It's a bracha that HaKadosh Baruch gave it to us, and we shouldn't just toss it away in a way that shows our lack of concern with this bracha that HaKadosh Baruch gave us. Sifhe, the Mechaber writes, Noagim lechasos hasakin vishas birchas hamozon. The custom is to cover up the knives on the table when you bench, before you bench. Benoagu shalul lechasos b'shabas v'yantif. However, this custom was not practiced on Shabbos and Yantif. You could leave the knives uncovered. What exactly is this custom? So the Mishnabur explains in Sivkot Yudalaf. Brings down from the Beis Yosef, from the Mechaber, in the Beis Yosef commentary, Shnei Tom, two reasons why we cover up the knives. Number one, 
the bebarzel mekatsi meodam that metal is unfortunately in this world that it shortens the length of people. Swords, knives, things like that are made out of metal, and that shortens lives of people. And it's somewhat improper for it to be on the table, which is the purpose of our tables, which is the table of the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdosh, is to lengthen a person's life. So they seem to be polar opposites to each other, to have metal on the table at the same time that the table is supposed to be prolonging your lives. You shouldn't put any iron on the Mizbeach. And that's why the custom came about, that when you're benching Birchasamazon, we cover up the knife. That's the reason, number one, it's improper. They seem to be uh, polar opposites to have over here the knife on the table at the time of benching. Tom number two, but Tom Shani, Shem Rabbeinu Simcha, brings on the name of Rabbeinu Simcha. Lefisha Pamecha, the Maisa Shahoy, the once was a story. He gave Echad Lebechas Boni Yishlaim, a person who was very big tzaddik, and he reached Boni Yishlaim in the benching. Miniskar Churban, and it made him, reminded him about the lack of the base of Migdash. Churban Abayis, Vitoka Sakim Vivitnoam, because the knife was on the table, he was such anguish about the loss of the base of Migdash, they stuck the knife into his stomach. He killed himself. And therefore, and therefore, based upon this terrible, tragic story, the custom was to take the knives off the table at the time of benching. Now, we'll explain this a little bit more in a second. Let's just do Sifkat and Yudbeis in the Mishnah And the custom is not to cover up the knives on Shabbos and Yontif. Why? The reason why we're not Makbid is on Shabbos and Yontif Ayin in the Achronim. Go and look in the Achronim. So you can see over here in the Berhete at the end of Dibur Hamaschil Hasakin Oz Dalid. So he brings down the name of the Taz, cause of the Taz. That the story that happened with that tzaddik that he got so distraught at the thinking of the loss of the base of Middash, that he killed himself. That happened on a weekday. Therefore, the rabbis will only go there exactly like the Maisa on a weekday. What about the first reasoning that you're not allowed to have any iron? According to the first reasoning. The game bone is back for Shabbos since you can't build a Mizbeach on Shabbos, so you also don't have any remnants to the Mizbeach, so to say, on Shabbos and Yontif. And therefore, whether you have the reason number one that the base Yosef had or reason number two that the base Yosef had, it's not applicable on Shabbos and Yontif. Therefore, the minig was not to necessarily cover them up on Shabbos and Yontif. Number of very interesting additional points are brought down in Dirshu footnote number seven. He says, What happens if the knife's not made out of iron? So he brings down from the Morgan of Ram, Shematam, Mishum Barzel, if it's reason number one, because it shortens lives, so then there's no hakpad over here if it's made out of another material, or even another type of metal. The Prima Gadam, however, brings down that he's not certain about this. He brings other Rishonim that are also uncertain about this, and he adds, according to the second reasoning, if the reasoning is that the person killed himself, so it doesn't make a difference whether you killed himself with this type of knife or that type of knife, if the knife has the ability to kill, so then you'd have to remove it from the table. Then he adds, What happens if it's not a knife that's really used for cutting, but it's like a butter knife or a spreading type of a knife? So he brings down from Moshe Feinstein's Atzal and the Shalos of Shuvah's River of Ephraim that that type of a knife doesn't need to be covered up, and this is also the opinion of Rabin Scheinberg's Zatzal. However, Rav Nissen Karolich Shlita says you should cover it up as well because it's called a knife. The issue foot number eight brings down, when we say covering up the knife over here, it brings down from the Taras HaShulchan, if you're only making an alamichia, you also should still cover up the knife, because you also have the words bone Yerushalayim, bin Yerushalayim, in the alamichia. However, the Eshel Avromi Bachach, 
and the Shailus of Shuvas Salmas Chaim bring down that you don't have to cover it up for Alamichya. And he says, Go look and see what the people do. Nobody covers it up for Alamichya. Finally, the Yeshivud Nemanoim brings down that according to the reasoning that we're concerned that somebody could kill themselves, it's not enough to cover it up, because even if it's covered up, they could still grab it and kill themselves for Chumanat Lutzlan. Furthermore, if somebody is eating at a table with other people, do you have to remove the knives from in front of everybody or only in front of the person who's benching? So this is a machlokis. He brings down the Shalos and Shuvas Bayan David. And he concludes, he says, since we're really covering it up over here for a hecker, just to make us aware, it will be sufficient to take away the knife from in front of you. However, he says, if there's not enough time for taking away the knives in front of everybody else, then certainly you don't have to take away the knives in front of everybody else. And this is also the opinion of Nisan Karolitz, if there's a knife at the other end of the table, nowhere near where you are, you don't have to remove it from the table. Finally, the issue foot number 10 brings down, in Birchas Amazon of Shalashudis, even though you may be saying it quite after davening, so it's already whole, so Chaim Kanievsky Shlita brings down that you don't have to go and remove the knives. It still has the halachic status of Shabbos. However, on Cholamite, he says you should remove the knives. It doesn't have the halachic status of Yantiv. The halacha brewer brings down that there are those that say it's not enough to just cover them up. You ideally should remove the knives from the table, and he says that's the preferable way not just covering them up, but to remove them based upon the Arizal. He says on Shabbos and Yontif, there are opinions that say that you should cover up the knives as well. And he says a socket that's not made out of iron, you don't have to take it off the table, whether it's on Shabbos or whether it's on a weekday. Finally, the Ber Hetev, at the end of Ozdal, it brings down from the Shulchan Arba, Sheyesh L'chasus HaPas Bishas Berchus that some have the custom to cover up the bread when they bench. Shaloh Yerubashto, so the bread should not see it being embarrassed, so to say. Because just like by Lecha Mishnah, we cover up the bread when you make Kiddush on it, so if you have the coast of benching in your hand, so the bread is, so to say, embarrassed, and therefore we cover up the bread. Now, the Alocha Brewer brings down that this is based upon the Moagia of Ram, and says that this only applies when a person is benching a la coast. But he brings down many others that disagree with this, and they say, Because you've already made the hamotzi on the bread, so why would the bread, so to say, be embarrassed? He brings down a possible other reason that the water from the Maimachronim shouldn't fall on the bread, that's why they would cover it up. He brings down from the Kafachayim, however, that there is an opinion from uh, Kabbalistic sources, that when we should specifically have the bread open during benching so that the bracha can be chal on it, and he says, this is in fact the custom. That concludes Simon Kufpe. Now, Mir Tzashem will start Kufpe Aleph, the important dinam of Mayim Achronim. The Mechaber starts off and tells us, Mayim Achronim Chova, there is an obligation to wash Mayim Achronim. The Mishnah Burr, Sif Aleph, explains, Hatam, the reason for this, Mishum Sheyadayim Muzu Homos, Hain, your hands get filthy, they get dirty, Min Ha'achila, from the eating, Upsulos Levrocha, and therefore one cannot make a bracha with filthy hands. The Samu Chazal Akra, and this is based upon the Pasuk, the Asmachta, the Chazal Heb, from the Pasuk, Vizkadishtem, Vizem Kedoshim. Vizkadishtem, that's a reference, Elamayim Rishonim, this is a reference to the waters that you wash before the meal. Sheikach Yedem Kodem Ha'achila Lataru Mituma, the person should wash his hands before the meal, in order to cleanse them from any tumor that's upon them. Kemoshin is Baaleel B'Simen Kufnun Ches, as we've already learned in quite great detail in Simen Kufnun Ches. And then the end of the Pasuk, Yisem Kedoshim, that's a reference, Elamayim Machronim. Mr. Burr continues and he writes, Even this is true. Even if you're not benching, you're going to be Yotzi with somebody else. In those days, not everybody benched by themselves. Today, everybody benches by themselves. But in those days, the people didn't know how to bench. They didn't have benchers. So one person might bench and be Yotzi everybody else. Even if you're only Shomeya, one should still wash my machronim. 
the issue of footing number one has a whole discussion how this exactly works. Does Shomea Kaone apply in this situation or not? Ayin Sham. The Mishnah Bura continues and he says, Viosim is there. Furthermore, Afilu Kishen Yodav Mizuhomos, Klau Minachila, even if a person ate with knife and fork, like people do nowadays, and maybe his hands aren't at all dirty from the food. Gam Kain Chivu Chazal Ben Tilas Maimachronim. Nevertheless, the Mishnah Bura says, Chazal required us to wash Maimachronim. And this is because of the concern of this special salt that they had in those days, known as Melach Stomis, Stomis salt. Every meal had Melach. They had to be concerned. And maybe a small amount of this very dangerous Melach Stomis got mixed in with the regular salt. And this Melach Stomis had the unfortunate property. It could lead to blindness to a person. If you touch the salt and then touch your eyes. And therefore, they were very careful to wash their hands to make sure before they benched that they got rid of any salt so in case they happened to touch their eyes afterwards, they wouldn't go blind. Now, the Mishnah Burr says, Nowadays, we don't know this salt. We don't really have this salt amongst ourselves today. Nevertheless, the Mishnah Burr says, even nowadays, in the year 5777, 2016, we have to be concerned that there are other sorts that can be damaging to the eyes. And he says, we'll learn more about this, Ayin and Sif Yud, and we'll wait till we get there to discuss this more. But he says that this din of washing the hands, there's two reasons to make sure your hands aren't dirty and to make sure that there is no salt that's like the Melech Stomus, even though we don't have Melech Stomus today. So that explains why the Mechabah says it's an obligation for a person to wash Mayim even nowadays. Mr. Bruce of Cotton Bays says it's a chova, an obligation. What happens if a person only has a very small amount of water? And it's really not enough to do everything. So so take the small amount of water, take the minimal amount that you need to wash Mayim Rishonim, the washing for Hamotzi, as we've already learned how much you should have, ideally Revis, and therefore, if you had a little bit more than Revis, you can save the rest now for Mayim Achronim. Don't use it all up for Mayim Rishonim, but save some for Mayim Achronim. If you really only have enough for the Mayim Rishonim, you have exactly Revius, then you should use it for the Mayim Rishonim. Even if you're a type of a person that's always careful to wash Mayim Rishonim, in this situation, you don't have enough, so you don't have to go and worry about it. Because nowadays, we really don't have this Melech Sodomus, amongst us, so therefore, it's not such an obligation. And therefore, one could be Mekel if he has no water. Then he brings down A person shouldn't even eat l'chadchila if he doesn't think there's going to be mayim machronim available. Nevertheless, but you don't have to go run all over the place to get mayim machronim. The same didn't apply to mayim machronim. Certainly, no more so than for mayim rishonim. You only have to go if you're traveling on the road another four mil another distance of about 72 minutes if you're traveling in that direction anyway, or if you stop traveling, then you have to go back a distance of about 18 minutes to go and find water. So the same thing applies. So Mayim Achronim is enough for Mayim Rishonim. And if in this distance you will not find any water, so Afa became Mutulolechel, then he is allowed to eat for sure, and he can even bench without Mayim Achronim. However, but when he does get water, even if it's two hours later, whenever he does get it, he should wash his hands because over here of the concern that there is this Melech Sodomus around.
But if one have exactly like it, one has to be concerned that he could touch his eyes at any point in time and Rahman al go blind. The issue footnote number four brings down We talked in the previous Simonim that you're not allowed to leave your place. So are you allowed to leave the table and go and look for my Machronim without benching? So he says, yes, you can. This is considered part of the mitzvah. And also, especially since you're going to look for water for benching, there's very little concern that you're going to forget the bench. The issue for the number five brings down, yodav. The person forgot to wash my machronim. In the middle of benching, he realized he didn't wash my machronim. So what should he do? So Chaim Kanievsky says, stop where you are. You do have to stop. You shouldn't continue the benching. And wash my machronim in the middle of the benching. But you shouldn't wash and continue the benching at the same time. One shouldn't do anything while he's benching. So if you're washing my machronim, stop for a second, wash the my machronim, and then continue in the benching. Mechaber continues when he writes, You shouldn't pour the my machronim onto the ground. But you should pour it into a vessel that can then be thrown away properly because because of the bad spirit, so to say, that's on this water. And therefore, if somebody trods upon it, it would be a problem. If there is no clay available, so you can pour it on something that will absorb the water, for example, like small chips of wood or something similar to that. Mishnah Burin Simkot and Gimel explains, Don't stick your hands into the clay to wash them. You pour the water onto your hands, that will then go into the, into the utensil. Because of this ruach raw, if anybody steps on this, it could be somehow dangerous to them. But if you're pouring in a place where nobody's walking, then you can pour it on the ground. And therefore, you can pour it underneath the table where people didn't walk. Even though afterwards they sometimes remove the table. The water will have been absorbed into the ground before they remove the table, so it won't be a problem. If you don't have a clay to pour the water into it, then we said you can pour it onto these chips or something that will absorb it. But if you do have a vessel, you should pour it directly into the vessel. Anything that's like these chips, or small little pebbles, or coats, or thorns, anything like this, that the water will get absorbed in it, and it won't gather in one place where somebody could step on it and get hurt. There are those that are makele to allow you to pour it right onto the floor. If you don't have a utensil, to pour the water into. The Svirulahu, because they hold the dafka, gabi karka mamish. It's only on actual dirt itself. That's when this bad spirit goes upon it. However, according to the Lavush, one should be careful not to do this. The issue footnote number seven brings down a very well known kabiminog that you cover up the mayamachron if you leave them on the table. And he brings down from the Orchus Rabbeinu Chazon Ish that his brother-in-law, the Stipe Lagon, Zatzal, would cover up the Mayim with some sort of a napkin. Many times the Mayim cups are made in such a way that the water where it's poured into is covered up by the cup itself, or you can remove the cup from the table or cover it up with something that is the Minog Yisrael. The issue foot number eight brings down the halacha that we learned in yesterday's year that when a person does pour the water on the table, one should make sure that there are no crumbs around, that they shouldn't destroy the crumbs or make the crumbs disgusting. And then he says... On Shabbos, is there a problem with pouring the Mayim Achronim into a Kli? Does that make it a Muktzah? And then you can't move the Kli, and there's a Din, you're not allowed to make a Kli Muktzah L'Chatrilas. He says it's not a problem, it's not technically Muktzah, and even if so, it's the Var Mitzvah, it shouldn't be a problem. That concludes today's share.